regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. No, not good night. We're just getting started, folks. It has been brought to my attention that I tried to make a sports reference and failed. I did. I didn't even. I listened to that episode. I didn't even catch it. Line drive is apparently baseball. <laughs> a, a drive drive is golf. Well, a drive drive is a car. That so that could be like NASCAR that's gone gay, or <laughs> gay that, car. Yeah. So. Okay, that's fine. We. It made for a good laugh when that's I was fine. editing. And that was like two episodes ago. Captain, well, the thing is, dude, you're not a sport guy. I'm nah, not a sport guy. I don't watch any sports. Captain Reverso is our resident sport nerd. I know. He's, a, he's even checking sport scores during the show and acts like he's... Look, it, it never never said anything about me making the improper reference. That's because he was probably checking how many hoops the, the Bears scored or something. Yeah. You know what? I was going to make a reference, but I'm not going to. That per- the, the person I was going to reference is on my S list. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Blue Collar Blacklisted. You can email us, info at bcblpodcast.com, Truth Social, at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast, like I asked last week, and some people did it. Like our podcast, share our podcast, give us a rating, five stars preferably. Somebody did because now it's 4.9. Would somebody give us four stars? Who would do that? I'm uh, looking for perfection. Yeah. You know why they Some did it? It's because swan. You, yeah, you left the golf reference in there, dude. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You left the baseball reference. I tried to apply to golf in there. We got a four-star for that. Thanks. Hmm. Well, it was – okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start out with uh, – and a lot of people are talking about this this week. Uh, Bill Barr – at the January 6th uh, idiotic committee hearing that has completely flopped. He let out a chuckle when they were talking about 2,000 mules. And so what, this, is, uh, this is a three-minute video. We're not going to listen to all three minutes. But we're going to listen to a little bit of what he's talking about because I think it's important. So go ahead and roll it, Reverso. And then my opinion now is that uh, the election was not stolen by fraud. And uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that changes my mind on that, including the 2000 Mules movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you can uh, assess that 2000 Mules, and people are talking about that. Well, I mean, just in a nutshell. I have a question. Who's that sitting beside him to his left? I'm not sure who that is. No, that's not Rand Paul. Um, because they were laughing, too. Yeah. Oh, they all think it's cute. Which, I mean, this guy over here has got a mask on. Look at this clown. I thought he was going to flip the table over when he started laughing. Yeah, you see his, his gut. Yeah. And uh, Dinesh Dessauza actually make, kind of made reference to that, too. Because that's obviously really? that was a direct insult to Dinesh Dessauza. Yeah. That's okay. Hit the next video. 
And a lot of people um, haven't apparently forgot about this or haven't seen it. And this was on CNN prior to the 2020 election. And so Bill Barr, everybody's heard what he said. There's no fraud. There's no possibility of fraud. There was no substantive fraud. There wasn't enough fraud to change anything. Yet we keep seeing instance after instance of various types time and time again. And so Bill Barr actually had a whole lot to say prior to the election. Like I said before, a lot of people aren't aware of this. And every, just everything changed after, after it was pulled off. The, what the president also said just a little while ago about North Carolina's absentee voting system. He said, and I'm quoting him right now, so let them send it in. This is uh, CNN's Wolf, Wolf Blitzer, who's a fraud, but himself. And I want to say this was around, uh, this was in September or October of 2020. All right, go ahead. Absentee voting system. He said, and I'm quoting him right now. So let them send it in and let them go vote. And if the system is as good as they say it is, then obviously they won't be able to vote. That sounds like he's actually encouraging people to commit a crime, to vote twice. I'm sorry, you'll have to read that again. All right, this is what he said. So let them send them, so let them send it in, these, the, the vote, the uh, email, the, the, the voting by mail. And let them go vote the ballot. Let them send in the ballot and then let them go vote. And if the system is as good as they say it is, then obviously they won't be able to vote. Uh, it sounds like he's cur- encouraging people to break the law and try to vote twice. Well, Obviously, what Donald Trump was saying is that if if it's set up where they can't vote twice, then it, then it, then it wouldn't matter. Like, Wolf Blitzer's trying to, to obfuscate what he was saying and then indicate that Donald Trump is instigating fraud, considering everybody with a brain, and you're about to see what Bill Barr's real opinion was prior to the election, they, they, he's running cover, in my opinion. So let's get Bill Barr's take. Which but he he stumbles here. This this is not a good spot from this this first segment. Which Bill Barr is a through and through fraud. Looking back now, with the benefit of hindsight, he's a, a fraud through and through, or now a paid off shill. But he he stumbles here. This wasn't a good response, but I digress. I, I don't know exactly what he was saying, but it seems to me what he's saying is he's trying to make the point that uh, the ability to monitor this system is, is, is not good. And, and if it was so good, if you tried to vote a second time, you would be caught if you voted in person. That, that would be illegal lose. if they did that. If somebody mailed in a ballot and then actually showed up uh, to vote in person, uh, that would be illegal. I don't know what the law in the particular state says. You can't vote twice. Well, I don't know what the law in the particular state says and when that vote becomes is final. Is there any state that says you can vote twice? Well, there's some, you know, maybe that you can change your vote up to a particular time. I don't know what the law That's is, so I'm not going to offer. He was saying test well, the system. You, you know, well, he if you know what believe, he's saying, why he are you asking me ma- what he's saying? He doesn't believe in the mail-in voting. You're, you're the Attorney General of the United States. Why don't you, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he said uh, if you expand mail-in voting, this is the president. This is, you know, it's th- reckless. Well, this is a, you know, sort of cheap talk to get around the fundamental problem which is the bipartisan commission chaired by Jimmy Carter and James Baker said back in 2009 that mail-in voting is fraught with the risk of fraud and coercion. But since then, there have been a lot of investigations that haven't proved it. Let me talk. Yeah, please. Uh, And since since that time, 
There have been, in the newspapers, in networks, academic studies saying it is open to fraud and coercion. The only time the narrative changed is after this administration came in. But elections that have been held with mail have found substantial fraud and coercion. For example, we indicted someone in Texas, 1,700 ballots collected he from people who ha could vote. He made them out and voted for the person he wanted to. Okay? Because that kind of thing happens with mail-in ballots, are, and everyone knows but that. But there are individuals, uh, cases, but as far as widespread fraud, we haven't seen that since... Uh, well, we, have, we haven't had the kind of widespread use of mail-in ballots that's being proposed. We've had absentee ballots from people who request them from a specific address. Now what we're talking about is mailing them to everyone on the voter list when everyone knows those voter lists are inaccurate. People who should get them don't get them, which is what has been one of the major complaints in states that have tried this in, in municipal elections. And uh, people who get them are not the right people. They're people who have replaced the, the previous occupant, and they can make them out. And sometimes multiple ballots come to the same address with a whole genera several generations of occupants. Do you think that's a way to run a vote? Well, uh, the only thing I'm saying is that so far we haven't seen widespread Fraud, but so you, far we haven't tried it. Well, and the point is, but a lot of us, uh, there are several states that only have mail-in voting, including a Republican. Well, state this like is Utah. playing with fire. This is playing with fire. We're a very closely divided country here, and if people have to have confidence in the results of the election and the legitimacy of the government, and people trying to change the rules to this to this methodology, which, as a matter of logic, is very open to fraud and coercion is reckless and dangerous, and the people are playing with fire. Well, I, I will point out there are five states that only have mail-in voting, including Utah and Colorado, Washington State, Oregon, uh, Hawaii, and they've, they've reported over the years they've had virtually no problems. But who's trying to change the rules right now? I would say the people who want to go to mass mail-in ballots. But you understand why. There is a coronavirus pandemic, right. and there are a lot of people, uh, potentially, if they waited long lines, uh, when they go to the polls, uh, and they could get they could get sick, especially older people or people with underlying conditions. As a result, a lot of people want to change the rules so they don't have to go wait right. long people, lines. Well, they don't have to touch all the. And the appropriate way to deal with that is number one, arrangements at the polls that protect people, which can be done, and number two, people who are have pre-existing conditions and are particularly vulnerable can get an absentee ballot. I have no problem with people. I, I voted by absentee ballot, not by mail. I actually went to the office to cast my vote. But absentee ballots are fine. In addition to that, I've got uh, WashingtonPost.com, and this is from June 2nd, 2020. And the headline is, Election officials contradict Barr's assertion that counterfeit mail-in ballots produced, a, produced by a foreign country are a, quote, real worry. <clears throat> And I'll just get a couple paragraphs into this and just to prove my point here. Current and former election administrators said it would be virtually impossible for a foreign country to produce and mail in phony absentee ballots without detection, an issue Attorney General William P. Barr raised as a serious possibility in an interview published Monday. Barr told the New York Times Magazine that a foreign operation to mail in fake ballots was, quote, one of the issues that I'm really worried about. We've been talking about how, in terms of foreign influence, there are a number of foreign countries that could easily make counterfeit ballots, put names on them, send them in, Barr said, and it'd be very hard to sort out what's happening. Barr did not offer any evidence of how such a scenario would take place. We'll leave that there. So you heard, obviously, what he said on Wolf Blitzer in conjunction with that. What do you think changed here with, with Bill Barr? 
to, to laugh off 2,000 mules and say there was no evidence of fraud and that Trump's claims are BS. Something big. Yeah. And somebody got to him. How, how would they manipulate him, though? Uh, Money, yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you think he would sell out for a couple ho-hos. Yeah, ben and Jerry's like. chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, that's fine. It's going to help me on my line drive when I swing the baseball bat, that is. <clears throat> when you swing for the green? Yes. Yeah. Yes. For a three-pointer. Uh-huh. 20 under par. Towards the field goal? Larry Bird. Uh-huh. Now we're back on the Gateway Pundit. The headline, Hey Bill Barr, breaking surveillance video shows man wearing street clothes, exiting passenger seat of a post office truck in Detroit, dump stacks of ballots in Dropbox twice. Earlier this afternoon, former Attorney General Bill Barr laughed hysterically when he was asked about the evidence of voter fraud presented by 2,000 mules during his pre-recorded testimony at the January 6th show trial. So let's check this guy out. Yep, that's, that's a mail van, all right. It's a big stack of ballots. City of Detroit, go figure. He's having a hard time even getting them in there. Yeah, so man. Yeah. And so this is just stop number one here. Why are we blurring out his face? I mean, we should be letting everybody see who it is. I wonder what kind of ID badge that was around his neck. Yeah, so, I mean, and for Bill, which is one of the things, though, about the, the foreign ballots, that was like Mike Lindell is, has been, you know, talking about that. And a lot of people talked about, I think I want to say even Sidney Powell, was talking about that. Now, I don't know the veracity of those claims, but the attorney general who now says that that's all BS, prior to it, he obviously, dude, you said this, and you're on the record, and we're going to pretend that you never said this? How and why are we playing this game? Why is nobody, there's no objective media of the member that's willing to, to confront this guy with his previous words and make him eat that? Dude, why did you say this prior? And now you're saying the complete opposite. The complete opposite. How was it going to be one of the most fraudulent elections prior to it happening? It happens. It's obviously rigged through a variety of mechanisms. And now, nah, there's no fraud. Ha, 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 ha. Dude, are you kidding me? So, hey, email us. Call us and let us know what you think. Uh, so, what is it? We're uh, 7 to 9 Eastern time. And you can call in at 561-363-6060, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Fridays. Every Friday, call in. Yes, Fridays. And listen, if you don't like what you say, we can edit it out. We don't have to. Unless you're a liberal that wants to argue, then I will air the whole thing. Unless you get the better me, I'll edit that out, but that's not going to happen. So, boom, roasted ain't going to have to worry about it. <laughs> no, for realsies, right? Yeah. All righty then. You don't believe it, try it. Amen. And lo and behold, nobody's going to believe this. We have some more voter fraud. Well, actually, we could do voter fraud stories for hours every week. Yeah. Voter fraud is my favorite subject currently. Well, actually, I mean, since we started this, it's always been my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, and it's so so common with the, the things that the leftists do is that as, as evil as their, their tactics are, they're, it's fascinating to see how they do things. Just, just like with the undercover mothers and how they've in, in, infected these private schools. I mean, you name it. The way they, like we were talking about with our guests, the way, like, the clandestine, dark, dirty, behind-the-scenes way they operate and, and are able to exert influence to me is fascinating. As, as evil as it is, it's, it's also fascinating. From a political perspective, perspective too, it's, it's fascinating the way they've done this. And it's, a lot of the, the way they operate and the mindset's not new, obviously. 
because they're they're communist Marxists, they're they're dirtbags, but it, it is fascinating. The Detroitnews.com. I'm sorry, Detroitnews.com. Southfield. What did you say? I said the Detroit News. Okay. But it's Detroitnews.com. Detroitnews.com. Southfield clerk will go to trial on six felony charges. A Southfield city clerk was bound over for trial on six felonies involving falsifying absentee ballot records in 2018, the Michigan Attorney General's office said Thursday. You know, we talked about Gretchen Whitmer, the the uh, the governor from Michigan, looking like a psycho hose. Yeah. This is the Attorney General, that uh, Dana Nessel to the left there. Does she look like she's stable? Kind of reminds me of that thriller movie I was just talking yeah. about. Yeah, and so then... Her Secretary of State, the Jocelyn Benson, is, is the other one there on the right. They both look like nut bars, and yeah. they are. Southfield Clerk Sharika Hawkins is alleged to have altered 193 qualified voter file records during the 2018 general election. Quote, the voters of our state deserve a process that is unobstructed, said Attorney General Dana Nasal in a news release. That is why I'm committed to doing everything in my power to protect our elections from every conceivable threat. The foundation of our democracy depends on it. You're full of crap. Hawkins, 38, faces up to 48 years if convicted on all six felonies, which include election law, falsifying returns and records, forgery of a public record, misconduct in the office, and three counts of using a computer to commit a crime involving falsifying returns, records, forgery of a public record, and misconduct in office. Judges in the 46th District Court in Southfield disqualify themselves from Hawkins' preliminary examination. A judge from the 45th District Court in Oak Park will conduct the hearing. According to the affidavit filed by Michigan State Police Detective Sergeant Larissa LeMay, Oakland County Election Director Joseph Russell first noticed the files were altered. When an absentee ballot arrives at a clerk's office, it is logged into the qualified voter file. The clerk then checks to make sure the file entries are valid. Rosal contacted Hawkins when he noticed that the ballot summary sheets were blank. LeMay report. LeMay's report notes, Rozelle, after questioning Hawkins about her ballot sheet, said it appeared that the ballot return dates for voters were added or removed from the report in order to force the reports to balance to the number of ballots tabulated for each precinct on election night, clear as mud. It appears that Hawkins had switched her original reports with altered reports, LeMay wrote. No fraud, no fraud at all. And look, dude, all these crumbs, especially when they're, they're in the same region, sometimes in the same precinct, there's... the. This number one, that all adds up. In addition to the other thing, the all the other things we've seen, the ballot stuffing, the things we don't know about yet. And so, what was that? The the film we talked about, uh, Laura Laura Lomer's film. Yeah, the one that was mentioned two weeks ago. Yeah, that we played the um the film Selection Code. And I think SelectionCode.com. Not a sponsor, by the way. No. And so, yeah, there, there's Bill Barr with his no election fraud. There's there's no election fraud. I mean, we've covered I don't know how many instances of election fraud just on this show. Yeah, that and it's sad that you take a show like us that's actually covering it, and you have mm-hmm. these multi-million-dollar platforms, or maybe billion-dollar platforms. I don't know that that don't even touch it, sweep it under the rug. I don't even sweep and, it under the rug; and, they just ignore it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, Fox News won't even touch two thousand mules with a ten-foot pole. Which there's a few different theories of as to why they won't do it. What are those theories? One is that, uh, was it Rupert Murdoch that owns it, is anti-Trump. So, and then, like, uh, litigation, potential litigation, like, like it's libel laws, or I don't know. That's that's a, just a theory. The slander stuff behind it or something? Well, I, I think, like, uh, it's not OAN, what was it, Newsmax. I think Newsmax got in trouble for, with the, 
so Dominion voting systems, that's one of the things when Bill Barr was talking about all those things, man, you can watch footage because when he said that this is the, the security with the ballots with mail-in ballots was a concern up until, until this administration took office, that's true. You can go back and watch uh, Elizabeth Warren was one of the big ones that was against the, the electronic Dominion voting machines because their ability to be accessed and be hacked. That was like a Democrat mantra for all years, a, you know, several years span. They were concerned about the security of, of the voting systems. And in fact, leading up to, to 2016 Donald Trump's election, they were they had said those things at that it, in there, then 2018 midterms. And then until they used, figured they could turn it and use it for their own gain, which is exactly what I believe they did. And that's what he made reference to. But now that, again, that's all changed. Does that seem like a an establishment deep state bureaucrat or, or an object, objective governmental representative with the best interest of the people in mind? Hey. Yeah, it's, it's garbage, dude. You're, you're a terrible, terrible scumbag. Speaking of scumbag, this might ruffle some feathers, dude. I've, I haven't been, I'm not a big Sean Hannity guy. I just, I never really have been. Um, so we'll just roll into this. This is also on the Gateway Pundit. Several people covered it. This is the one I picked because you know how much I like the Gateway Pundit. Sean Hannity proposed, ah, man, Hunter Biden pardon to Trump spokesperson following January 6th Capitol protest. Does that surprise you? Yeah, I mean, why would he do that for? Because these people were all clutching their pearls over the quote-unquote insurrection. They, they were trying to do damage control. Like, they wanted to do everything they could to try to, to smooth over. And like Donald Trump said, like, the insurrection was on election day. This isn't an insurrection. The people are pissed. So, Fox News host Sean Hannity pitched a pardon for Hunter Biden to Trump spokeswoman shortly after the January 6th Capitol not riot. According to a report by the Daily Beast, Hannity pitched Trump spokesperson on Hunter on a hunter pardon because he genuinely wanted some healing. I does anybody here cuz we we, no we attended way. that that rally. Did do you are you looking for healing? No. I'm and good. we're we're going to delve into this. This is going to be great. Haley uh, Hannity suggested to Kaylee McEnany that Trump pardon Hunter Biden before exiting the White House in 2021, according to text messages obtained by the January 6th panel. The idea to pardon Hunter was not Hannity's idea, but he pitched the plan to McEnany, according to The Beast. The Daily Beast reported on Thursday the January 6th committee released text messages between Hannity and then-White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany. In those text messages, Hannity appeared to debrief McEnany on a conversation he had with Trump the day after the attack on the U.S. Capitol. One item from that conversation, quote, he was intrigued by the pardon idea, Hunter. A person familiar with the conversations confirmed to the Daily Beast that the Hunter in the text was, in fact, Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden and a longtime target of conservative critics, Hannity foremost among them. According to the source, Hannity had proposed that Trump issue a last-minute pardon for Hunter Biden, whose business dealings had two years prior been at the center of the ex-president's campaign to extort an investigation out of the Ukrainian government efforts that led to Donald Trump's first impeachment in 2019. Hannity pitched the idea in a January 7th conversation, framing it as a gesture that might help, quote, smooth things over after the insurrection's traumatic rift. This person confirmed. But ultimately, the idea, like others in the text to McEnany, such as no more stolen election talk and attending inauguration, ultimately went nowhere. It died on the vine, the person recalled, adding that despite Trump's initial interest, the pardon was never seriously considered. And so think about this for a minute from, from a political perspective. What would that have done to Donald Trump's popularity and reputation and his legacy? Uh, it would have totally ruined it. Yeah. It would be dead. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's lost on Sean Hannity? No. 
I, I th- it, because Sean Hannity is, you, you tell me, Lindsey Graham is on your show all the time. You seem very close. You, you don't hit Lindsey Graham with any objectivity. You've never taken this dude to task, and if you did, it would be showboating. And so that, and that's one of the, the, the things that I think that, and again, like armchair quarterback in here, not to be disrespectful, but I think it was a mistake on Trump's behalf to be, which Trump, even, even doing the, the inter, interview with Bob Woodward, well, I don't understand, that doesn't make sense to me, but even Sean Hannity, after tactics like this, man, you're toxic, stay away from me. That's a terrible idea to even yeah. suggest that. And the fact that you'd even suggest it tells me that you've got ulter- an ulterior motive. If Trump had pardoned that guy, which I don't think that he would actually, like it says, I, I highly doubt that he ever considered that. He, he wouldn't be electable. That would separate no. him from his base. Dude, if he, yeah. if, he, if he pardoned Hunter Biden, I'd be out. I'm done. No, like Ron DeSantis all the way. Like I'm, I'm out on Donald Trump to pardon this dirtbag. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and, dude, I can accept up to a certain point political tactics that I, that I disagree with, endorsements that I strongly disagree with, to play the political game, and to do it needs to be done under the current conditions of things that can't be changed in the the amount of time that people like us would like to see it happen. That's not realistic. So certain things have to be done. It's just because it's the nature of this nasty beast. It can't be changed by one one man and very few advisors in, in close proximity to him. They, they, it can't be done. It's ba- he's basically one guy. Obviously, even this guy that he thought was a good confidant sitting there texting him, terrible information, terrible advice. Yeah. And here's one reason why. Let's hit this next one. This is the guy that, that Sean Hannity would like to pardon. Washington Examiner. Listen, the moment Hunter Biden says his father will do anything he tells him to. And this is kind of a long one, but uh, we won't listen to it all. But remember, this this is the guy and, and uh, that was on Jimmy Kimmel trying to re- rehabilitate his image. The same as they just did a fluff job with, with uh, Joe Biden, which was a complete abysmal failure. Um, you know, you would say, you could say on one hand that... Um, that Jimmy Kimmel was licking his boots, but I think that it would be a, a really further inappropriate sexual analogy for what he was doing. It was he wasn't licking his boots. It was okay. That, All yeah. right, is that enough? Yeah. Okay, I'll leave it there. Uh, this is this six minutes and fifty seconds. You'll there, as always. There will be a link. Literally in the description. Um, we we won't make it through the whole thing just because I, I this guy is such an absolute scumbag. And, and it's funny looking at that picture of this haggard SOB. Like, a lot of these Hollywood celebrities were talking about wanting to have sex with this guy and how handsome he was. And, like, I'm, I'm not maybe the best person to, to judge the, the um, you know, how good a guy Where was. Where is BB Bedazzle when you need him? <laughs> Man, you can say that again. Where is BB Bedazzle when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> BB Bedazzle will be in next week. Really? He should be here, yeah. As soon as he hears this, he'll is be Is he on in. stage this week? He's bedazzling. He is. he is. He's getting his bedazzle on. BB bedazzle. Okay. That name's going to stick like glue. Man. Hey, we love BB BB bedazzle. The fans love BB bedazzle. I got a ton, not a ton. I did get some correspondence with, we got some emails. People yeah. like it. They seem to like it. I know. So. We got to watch it because now our spam box is filling up because of that username. He created a username and everything because now our servers are getting all kinds of hacking attempts with this BB Bedazzle at bcblpodcast.com. He needs to change his true social from One Devil's Advocate to one... BB Bedazzle. Yes. It may be the BB Bedazzle. Oh, yeah, because there is a real one. Maybe that's why he's not here today. 
And so without further ado, here is the smartest person that the uh, Brandon knows. Daphne Guinness will literally be a blip in a radar screen as compared to my presence if my dad becomes president. He's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. She he passed the bar. Like a pimple on my in terms of the way in which people will be on this. And you have no Pause clue. that. He said you would be a pimple on his ass. I mean, this guy's a lawyer. He's this high level stuff here. Yeah, I mean this and my dick jokes. That I mean, this is the smartest guy that that Joe knows. Sorry, sorry. I am Daphne Guinness already. Yeah, I'm more than Daphne Guinness. No one gives a about what you think about Daphne Guinness, honey, except the tattler. I was on the front page of every newspaper, including the, uh, I mean, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, not just the tattler. Yeah. And so my point is, is that I believe that's an opportunity to say the things and to show the things and to reveal the things through this project that we want to reveal. Mm. Because it, it literally gives it, because you will have attention. I think that the most important thing, if you are me, is to use your in- attention with intention. You will not get across to everybody. And I have figured out a long time ago, if you're going to be involved in politics the way that I am, which is to, to choose to engage with my father in that life, mm-hmm. because I believe in what he does, mm-hmm. if you're going to, then you, one of your obligations is to use that platform with intent, mm-hmm. is to not allow the platform to sit on top of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing the platform to sit on top of me right now. Well, what happens is if, you know, if your dad becomes president, for instance, or if he runs, Mm-hmm. It's a very, um, if, if, I don't know if it will be exposed to that degree, but if it does. Wonderful. If it does, then it's a possibility for your dad to talk about drug reform and to talk about, and to push. He's going to talk about drug reform and any other thing that I want him to. Mm-hmm. He'll talk about um, mm-hmm. anything that I want him to, that he believes in. If I just say this is important to me, mm-hmm. then he will work a way in which to make it a part of his of his platform. Mm. My dad respects me more than he respects anyone in the world, and I know that to be certain. Mm. So it is not going to be about whether my dad thinks it's going to affect his politics. It No, it won't. It's not going to be whether or not he's going to be embarrassed. I mean, he never will. Mm. It's not going to... All of those concerns that you have with all of the people that you know, mm. that are in the... that are the children of, mm. I have none of them. Mm. Not a single one. Mm. The only one that I have is the, is the knowledge Mm. That it's a different world, not by choice. Mm. But I am understanding of that because the person that has lived that life, that has given me this life, Mm. is the person I most admire in the world. And I would never change it Mm. because it's bigger than me. Mm. Everyone else thinks and talks about how how can you be as good as your dad? I'm better than my dad. Mm. You know why I'm better than my dad? Because my dad tells me I'm better than him Mm. since I was two years old. Pause that. <clears throat> Your dad says a lot of things that aren't true. This reporter seems real interested. <laughs> two- I don't mm. think she's a reporter. Uh, mm. The scroll down. Let me because uh, mm. this is off his laptop, and see he recorded everything. If I if I'm not mistaken, Hunter Biden recorded himself boasting that his father will adopt political position at his command. Footage obtained from a copy of his abandoned laptop shows. Where's his father? Keep going. I think this is one of those. 
Okay, here we are. In the recording, Hunter Biden bragged to his friend, British artist Philip Horan, that he was better than anybody you know. As a, the pair discussed matters ranging from Joe Biden's presidential aspirations, Hunter Biden's struggle with addiction, an art project the two are working on together, and philosophical musings on how to live a fulfilling life. Well, fulfilling life with Hunter Biden. Smoke lots of crack. Get lots of Russian prostitutes. Record everything. Send porn link, porn link texts to your dad. Dude, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Seriously, who on earth would send a pornography link to their dad? And see, now keep in mind, he had himself uploaded to Pornhub. Videos of him with prostitutes were uploaded to Pornhub. You understand this? Yeah. I don't know. Was the link that he sent to his dad? Oh, God. Vid- I'm asking a serious question. Don't go there. I mean, I didn't go there. Don't go. Don't be mad at me for going there. He went there, dude. Like you, do you think he wouldn't do it because he's too good of a person? He's above it. I hope he would not send a link of his porn to his dad and ask him how he did in action. Would it surprise you? No, it wouldn't. But that'd be that's dude. That's what do you think? Well, I'm still thinking about how he said his dad would never be embarrassed by anything he does. (laughs) (laughs) And, hey, this day and age, he wouldn't because he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, so, I mean, that just kind of got me thinking. I wonder, I mean, obviously, his dad knows everything that he does. I mean, his dad knows about all these drugs and hookers and everything else. And for him not to be embarrassed about that means he knows about worse things. So... What is he doing? And and he says his dad respects him more than anyone else. And so he's superior than his dad. So he manipulates his dad. He's over his dad. And so I'm thinking, is he doing or has done things for his dad that we need to know about? Took the words out of my mouth. Is he has he been getting young girls or boys or whatever and taking them to his dad or other political figures? I wasn't gonna go that direction. That's that's a compelling question. I guarantee you this, ten percent for the big guy is why he respects him, which I don't know that he necessarily respects him, but he appreciates his son because he's the conduit of which his corrupt money flows. That's documented, man. It's all over your laptop. We know it. You're on film bragging about getting a Ukrainian prosecutor fired that was investigating the firm that this idiot worked for. You talk and behave like this. You're, you abuse hard narcotics with regularity. You're a, you're a mess. You're a walking mess. You're a catastrophe. You're a bungling moron, but you're crooked. You're very crooked. And so because your dad's the vice president at that time, you're able to pull this off. And his dad respects him because they're both cut from the same corrupt, disgusting, nasty cloth. And again, sexual mores are attached to that, no doubt. His dad probably respects him because he knows he's worse than he was. I'd say that could be. I'd say that's fair. But that being said, again, this in conjunction with all the other things that we know about Hunter Biden, and Sean Hannity thinks you should pardon this not nice person. See, I edited myself so you don't have to. Thank you. That was, okay, well, I'm not going to say what the <laughs> word was going to be. It was going to be a bad one. I caught myself. So, yeah. Again, email us. Tell us what you think. That's info at bcblpodcast.com or call us next week when we record on whatever that date is. Next Friday, 
No, wait. This will. Hey, by the way, I keep meaning to say this. I meant to do it at the beginning because reversal reminded me. We have changed the upload some time ago from Sunday to Monday, about two months ago, give or take. Uh, something like that. Yeah. So the shows will upload on Monday, which is the the reason. And we had when when Buford had his surgery, we we kind of went through a little odd spell there, and we're just kind of getting back in full swing at this point. But yeah, the shows will be uploaded on Monday. They were uploaded on Sunday. If that seems like an issue for a, a, a significant amount of people, maybe we'll alter that and potentially go back. Hey, we'll put a poll on this episode. Sure. And we can do that. So when you log on to Spotify or whatever, you can see that actual poll and you can vote. After they leave us the five-star rating. Correct. Okay. It will only let you vote if you leave a rating. So that's not true. But so uh, you can vote. Did you like Sundays better or do you like Mondays better? Excellent. Yeah, that'd be so good. So you make the decision. Yeah, but you can also call us at uh, 561-363-6060, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, this coming Friday. Every Friday, unless we say otherwise. And you can tell us what you think about Sean Hannity's offer to pardon this guy. And uh, some people didn't like my story last week on the uh, the sports figures falling out because B.B. Bedazzle said he wanted to know some... I've I've been getting notifications about that, too. Yeah. I've heard people talking about that. Well... Let's see what we have. Nobody is going to believe where I got this story. Uh, Uh-oh. Looking Gateway Pundit. <laughs> How'd you know, dude? <clears throat> Update. A jaw-dropping, this, and this is from April 8th, 2022. Update. A jaw-dropping 769 athletes have collapsed while competing over the past year. Average age of players suffering cardiac arrest. Man, I can't talk all of a sudden again. Average age of players suffering cardiac arrest is just 23. Over the past year plus, athletes across the world have been dropping like flies as they compete in games. If they aren't passed out cold, they are seen gripping their chests in agony, unable to breathe due to sudden cardiac events that hit in the heat of the competition. This wave of heart issues is unprecedented to say the least. Never before have we seen young, healthy, world-class athletes experiencing heart issues and mass like this. It has never happened ever. Furthermore, the timing of the sweeping phenomenon could not be more relevant, coinciding perfectly with the rollout of the experimental COVID-19 vaccines. In December, nearly 300 athletes, 300 in December, reportedly collapsed or suffered cardiac arrest after taking the COVID vaccines. And again, don't take my word for it. We covered last week some of the stuff that's coming out in those FDA documents that, that they wanted to keep under wraps for 75 years. But it gets worse. Thanks to a new explosive report by OAN that pegs the number of affected athletes in the hundreds. In all, their investigation found a jaw-dropping 769 men and women who collapsed with heart issues during competition over the past year between March of 2021 and March of 2022. Most shockingly, the average age of those who experienced full-blown cardiac arrest was just 23. Considering the timing of this never for I'm sorry, never before seen issue in healthy athletes and the universal push for COVID jabs, all signs point to one culprit, the experimental vaccine. After detailing two recent high-profile cases in which two tennis players were forced to recuse themselves from last month's Miami Open, OAN's Pearson Sharp reviewed their shocking investigation and asked a few pressing questions that would be answered if you are still questioning what is driving these heart issues in young individuals. Quote, These are just two or more of the 769 athletes who have collapsed during a game on the field over the last year. From March 2021 to March of this year, the average age of the players suffering cardiac arrest is 23. How many 23-year-old athletes were collapsing and suffering heart attacks before this year? Do you know any 23-year-old people who had heart attacks before now? 
and these are just the ones we know about, how many have gone unreported? Nearly 800 athletes, young, fit people in the prime of life falling down on the field. In fact, 500% more soccer players in the EU are dropping dead from heart attacks than just one year ago. 500% more soccer players in the EU are dropping dead from heart attacks than just one year ago. Just in case there's any lingering inclination to call this a coincidence, Sharp sets the record straight. Coincidence? When the Pfizer vaccine is known to cause heart inflammation. No. In fact, many doctors treating these players list their injuries as deaths as directly being related caused by the vaccine. This is not a coincidence. Healthy teenagers dying after getting the Pfizer injection. Doctors warned the FDA before the release of the experimental vaccine that it would almost certainly cause terrible organ damage. There's a video that'll be in the link. The links to all these will be in the description. So that, that to me, I mean, take it for what it's worth. Take it for a grain of salt. I don't know everything. Maybe they don't. Seems not like a coincidence to me. So, <laughs> Even if they were off by mm, half, 250%. Yeah. That, that's a lot. Yeah, and it, which more likely is they're off to, to, the yeah. lower, to a so lower it's number. like 700%. Or 800. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, that is just a little follow up action. And that brings us to our first weekly segment the adults are back in charge. That makes me feel good. What's that? That the adults are back in charge. Oh, dude, the adults have got this handled. And everybody will be pleased to know we're not there yet. But, we got four stories in this segment today, and take a wild guess who will be in the last segment. There was a late edition, and uh, we'll we'll throw this person on in. Everybody loves this person, and the adults are back in charge. She's always got something eloquent, smart. Oh, oh, Kam- Kamala. Absolutely. Oh, so just Kamala's yeah. on the way, so just relax, folks. Sit back and enjoy the show. Oh, She'll right. be here shortly. You'll be able to listen to Kamala say some wisdom directly. Right now, we're on Breitbart, this uh, New York Times, deep concern about Joe Biden's 2024 political viability, and this, and a shocker to no one. Again, I think this is why they had Matthew McConaughey there. I think they're kind of testing the waters to see. They'll do some polling. They'll they'll test him out. They'll run him through some courses. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll, they'll, They'll put him through his pace and see what he's able to do. His first foray, to me, if that's any indication of what he can do, like, Publicly, publicly orating, not impressed whatsoever at all. He seems like a completely disingenuous, fraudulent sack of garbage to me. Um, to talk that, fl- again, stand on the graves of dead children and then flippantly talk about people's individual constitutional rights. No, get out of here. Get out of my face. Go away. Scram. You're terrible for this country. You're a- and that's the thing, like this idea of getting back to the middle of the road. No, dude, there is no middle of the road for people like you. Like, you're, you're just a... The same as all the others. You're a stagnant piece of crap. Scram. What do you think about Matthew McConaughey? I think uh, that he is just an actor that did a horrible acting job. That has no right to stand up there and, you know, talk about anything with gun control and what needs to be done and what his opinion is. Man, I don't care what your opinion is. Yeah, amen. I, I completely agree. If I cared, I'd go to Uvalde and ask you, oh, wait, I can't because you haven't lived there in 40 years, you sack of crap. <laughs> yeah, no, he lived in Australia for a while, too. He was uh, – he was. maybe a, he should go back there. They don't have guns. Yeah. yeah. That's his little uh, happy place. The Democrat-allied New York Times published a damning article Saturday that called into question President Biden's 2024 political viability because the nation is completely falling apart. New York Times. 
After the time spent most of 2020 defending and aiding Biden's 2020 chances of defeating Donald Trump, the paper has now issued a stark warning about Biden's age and his capability to take the fight to former President Donald Trump a second time. Predicated on old age, lack of excitement, and regret and anxiety, the paper outlined Democrats' fears of Biden running again running for president, but this time with a failing track record. The Times pointed to numerous failures by the president. So they think that his track record of failing is just starting now. Has <laughs> it been the other 35 years that he's been in office? Like, that was all okay? He was good then? Like, apparently so. Wow. Good, good point. Right. Well, but I, guess, so. I guess we're on the same page then. Not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the Times pointed to numerous failures by the president, such as a 40-year high inflation, record high gas prices, high crime, and multiple losses in the culture wars, such as abortion and the stalled radical left proposals within the Build Back Better package. Quote, interviews with the nearly 50 Democrat officials from county leaders to members of Congress as well as with disappointed voters who backed Mr. Biden in 2020 reveal a party alarmed about Republicans' rising strength and extraordinarily pessimistic about an immediate path forward, the Times acknowledged. As the challenges facing the nation mount and fatigue-based voters show low enthusiasm, Democrats in union meetings, the backrooms of Capitol Hill, and party gatherings from coast to coast are quietly worrying about Mr. Biden's leadership, his age, and his capability. And like Reverso said, you're that's an issue now. So yeah. basically, they should just say they're getting ready to throw him under the bus. Well, and I, I, I wish we'd save Robert De Niro's <laughs> clip from last week for this week's. Uh, well, he got us in calm waters. It doesn't matter. That's we're what I'm good. Saying. We're good, yeah. man. Like, and, that, and that's what they really thought. That we're going to get you into calm waters. When the excitement about Trump was generated entirely by the left, Trump was a unifying force. No matter what, when you hear celebrities, all these people talking about how divisive he was, that, that bombast was for a reason. He was attacking the, the, the portions, which is, is pretty much the entirety of the government, and hence the reason he got expunged in the fashion that he did, that have been crapping on the population for decades at a minimum. You guys, think about the border. Dude, Bill Clinton campaigned on closing the border. Ronald Reagan, Barack Obama, they all talked about it. George W. Bush talked about it. Nobody did a thing. This guy actually allocates funds and begins to build a physical wall, and he's the scum of the earth. Yeah. Like, dude, people wanted that for decades. Because they don't realize that uh, Mexico's southern border is a wall that's patrolled with guard shacks to keep people out. But they Absolutely. don't want people in there, but we, you know, we can't do that. The thing is, how about we just have a physical wall? People wouldn't even attempt it if you had a physical wall. It wouldn't be necessary. Yes. So now they're worried about him. They're worried. And the story goes on. Again, there's a link in the description. I promise that, well, not that it was under any obligation to, that I keep tonight succinct, well-flowing, tight, and maybe a little bit shorter. We'll see. There's no way. This is beautiful. This is uh, on Citizens Free Press, uh, but it's an excerpt from CNN. This is where I found it with Citizens Free Press. It's a really good aggregate website, by the way. This is Don Lamone, everybody's favorite uh, fairy from uh, CNN. Dirty Sanchez himself. So uh, this is self-explanatory. This is him talking to Karine uh, Jean-Pierre. Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. You know, it, he, I can't even keep up with it. We just got back from New Mexico. We just got back um, from California. Uh, that is, I, 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 that is not a question that we should be even asking. Just look at the work that he does. Look what he's, how he's delivering uh, for the American public. Look, that 
that what that 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 article that we're talking about is hearsay it's salacious that's not what we care about we care about how are we going to deliver for the american people how are we going to make their lives better that's what the president talks about that is his focus uh, and that's where we're going to continue uh to to focus on does the president and so something that people may or may not know um because I couldn't obviously care less about CNN, but there's so um, the former president uh, Jeff Zucker is gone. They have new management and I believe new ownership, and they are tired of the completely obvious bias because it's tanked their ratings. And so that may be so. They're even saying that Brian Stelter's on borrowed time. He may be gone as early as next week because he's so that guy's so horrific i'm dude. sure that this guy's show has low ratings and he's probably trying to turn it around to save his job too but, and then, which is my point i don't think that he doesn't care that well i'm saying that's why it appears for like a little a split second you know that the guy's going to do something objective and to me looking at him it looks like he's physically pained to have asked yeah. her yeah. that question because he's He's so married. Is to it the, the tears in his eyes or, or what? what dude, he, which, I mean, he just looks – Dirty Sanchez just looks tired and haggard. Yeah. So um, – and he's a lot older than you would think because obviously they, they cake him in makeup and everything else. I, I want to say he's in his 50s. I was thinking oh, like 60s. We'll Google this real quick and see. Seriously? I, was, I mean, I was thinking 50s or 60s. He, he looks old, man. Oh, I'm, maybe I'm really bad with judging age. I don't know. To me, he looks old. Well, he does there. That's what right. I'm saying. He just looks haggard now. So yeah. I have his age pulled up. 58. 56. 56. Home really? roasted. He, uh, but yeah, that. so that that may be one reason for that. But then obviously the richness of the BS that just flowed forth from her mouth. But she was, could you see how? She got a deer in the headlights. Yeah, she couldn't believe oh. that he would dare. Oh, my God. <laughs> we know he has beginning stage dementia. Don't ask me about it. Oh. She crapped the bed on that one, dude. Jen Saki would have handled that a little bit better, maybe. No, no. The, this woman's very inept. She's not very good at this. I know. Yeah, you can you can tell by her response there. And what is next? Now we're gonna get uh, MSNBC's hot take. This was uh, yeah. This this is amazing. I'll let the video speak for itself. So yeah, there were some special elections that went on this week, and they all went really well. Um, so you had uh, one of Trump's uh, Trump's backed candidates in a primary in South Carolina. Uh, Fry beat the incumbent establishment backed Rice, and unfortunately, Nancy Mace won her primary and. I won't even say what I think about that. I think that maybe there was a little bit of hanky panky with the the numbers. She's a she's a a, a terrible shill, and uh, but now Rice was an impeachment Republican, and so he was on Trump's target list, and so boom, he's out. And so I think it was between I think it was six or eight that that voted in the House for his impeachment, and and he was one of them. Kensinger's not running again. Liz Cheney is obviously going to be one of them that did by all accounts. Numbers wise, it looks like she's going to get taken out too. So, um, dude, Trump's political power is it's unprecedented at this point. Like, nobody's had that political clout, and like that's why the Democrats are still obsessed with him. He's got too much. His, his endorsement, he's a heavy hitter, and it's crazy because the guy wasn't a politician. Yeah. That, again, that that speaks to the affinity of the American people, like for Donald Trump. So. Yeah. That being said, we'll uh, we'll get MSNBC's hot take on where the Democrats are at right now. 
This speaks to a story we've been talking about since the 2020 election, specifically along the border, the Rio Grande Valley, South Texas. We have seen county after county, whether it's in this district or some of the districts to the west of it, where voters have moved 10, 20, 30, 40 points away from the Democrats and toward the Republicans. This district that Myra Flores won last night, Barack Obama got more than 60 percent of the vote here when he last ran in 2012. Hillary Clinton won this district by 22 points points. It's shifted that dramatically. Joe Biden carried it by four in 2020. And now in a special election, a Republican candidate has won it outright. We've seen shifts like this throughout South Texas. This, by the way, is the second most heavily Hispanic congressional district in the United States. We've talked about the potential shift among Hispanic voters. We certainly saw it in 2020. The question has been, would we see it in 2022? I think this result we got from Texas 34 last night definitely underscores the Hispanic vote could be up for grabs this fall in ways we haven't seen in a long time. It's like an 85-plus percent uh, Latino district, right, Steve? Yeah, I think I mean, it's the second it's, uh, highest in the country. Yeah. And so, Reverso, you were saying that Michelle Obama had made comments of negative about Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah so, th- I, there, it, it, it seems that there's an attempt to alienate him, which, I mean... He's doing a pretty good job himself. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dude, they don't want. They're not obviously. It's, it's becoming obvious that, that they don't want him to run. Yeah. I absolutely demand that he run. I de- dude, I demand Joe Biden. We got to have. I tell people at work yeah. all the time, like, dude, we if we could replicate Joe Biden, have three total Joe Bidens, man, we, psh, dude. I want to see him debate. Oh Lord. Oh, I thought you said you wanted to see him debased. Like, what do you? He already is debased. (laughs) No, (laughs) him and his son are both debased. Yeah, it'll be another pandemic. And it's almost cliche to talk about at this point, but his decline is very rapid. Like, so the four years in between where they would they debated last time versus this time would be it. Not only that, like they said on that previous article, now running on this gargantuan, you know, losing record, this massive losing record. And, and like Reverso said, this guy's a born loser. You're a liar. You're a pathological slash habitual liar. You're a con man cut from the same cloth as the worst, slimiest used car salesman anybody's ever seen. And anybody that expected anything from different than this, sorry, but you're a moron. If you expected this dude to be successful, you're an idiot. An absolute idiot. Yeah. So... But that oh. being said, I demand... No, you... you The Democrats, dude, you rotten... Self-edit, hitched your wagon to this SOB. Nuh-uh, dude. Ride, the, as they say, ride it until the wheels fall off. Well, I think I proved, I just I just disproved myself. Ride it, ride it until you run out of gas? I, no, I was going to say ride it until the wheels fall off. But, but I, I, think, I think that already happened. Yeah. But, no, as long as he's alive, we can, Bernie style, as long as you can freaking prop this butthole up. Mm, yeah. No, he's still a, almost started singing Pearl Jam. <laughs> And they He's were still talking what? about Bernie Sanders uh, running again. What? What? They're no, they'll never let Bernie Sanders in there, dude. Again, uh, Bernie Sanders, another born loser who took money to both times and bought houses and yeah, stuff, right? Dude, they, yeah. Bernie's a clown. And and w- one thing about Bernie Sanders, since you brought him up, what is the dealio with the disheveled hair? Always, dude. Can somebody get this moron? I almost said a bad word again. Can somebody get this moron a comb, please? Please. I think he likes the attention. Yeah. You know, kind of like our guest said, use all the attention. 
That's a good point. That's, that is a good point. He's probably just napping all the time, so he's just getting up from his bed head. <laughs> Never. <coughs> all right, let's get to this good part. I'm ready for this. So, without further ado, here is the esteemed cackling you, queen. Her, look at the veins in her neck. Legendary cackling. The cackling queen herself. Hit it. Biden administration's <laughs> foremost problem-solving. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Thinker. This is on the uh, Sky News Australia, so... They're uh, they're having a good time. Oh, I like I like watching. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're here today, because we have the ability to see what can be, unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. Um. Okay, that sounds a bit uh, lovey dovey, but still, I'm sure there are other strategic policy solutions Kamala Harris has up her sleeve. Have to believe in what can be unburdened by what has been. Now, come on, guys. I think you guys are being a little bit harsh here. I mean, it's not as if Kamala Harris is just a one-trick pony. What can be unburdened by what has been. To see what can be unburdened by what has been. We see what can be unburdened by what has been. Bring people to see what can be unburdened by what has been. See what can be unburdened by what has been. It is the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. <laughs> can see unburdened by what has been. Yes, here on Outsiders, we recognize that Kamala Harris is certainly unburdened by much in the gray matter department. <laughs> whether she can see it or not. Dude, the Australians are, are mocking her, too. No, but, the, and you see the same repetition. It, it, man. It reminds me of the movie The Candidate <laughs> when he's campaigning, and he just goes around, he's like, Asian-American total world operators are the backbone of this country. And the next one, it's like, Farmers are the backbone of this country. <laughs> it's like, teachers are the backbone of this country. It's always the same thing. Dude, that was bad. That was that was that was really bad. But there's your there's your weekly dose of Kamala. Everybody loves it, dude. Everybody loves her. Uh, what was the one that was so popular? I can't remember. There were so many of them. Sue me. <laughs> what time do you think it is? No, it's not that time, is it? <laughs> it is already. Really? Yeah, dude. I told you we're, we're dude. We're running wow. a tight ship this evening. Trying to make some changes. Oh. No, some subtle, small subtleties. Really. We're here to convey information. Do you want my opinion or not? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I assume you do if you're listening. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for this. It is time for this. It's my Kamala Harris impression. It is time for this week in Idiot. Cross-dressing. Confused. Moron, pervert, Democrat, nut job, wackos. <laughs> Are you drunk? No. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, me and my dad went and watched the uh, new Top Gun a couple weeks ago. How was it? I heard, tell me if this is true. I heard that there was no woke stuff in it. No, no, dude, I really, really liked it. Really? So there, there was some like hardcore like pundits saying like, 
how unrealistic it was, which, dude, a movie is just that. It's like fantasy, like to disconnect from, like, it was cool, man. Like, I, I, I dug it, man. It's a good time to, to spend with dad. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty cool. But being there, the, uh, the previews, man, like, I haven't been to the movie, but literally, like, and I'm, I'm a weird guy, I suppose, but I haven't been to the movie since I want to say, like, whenever the first, you know, Atlas Shrugged got redone, like, they did it in a three part series. Uh, we had to drive, uh, I don't know, like 45 minutes away to the uh, where they're airing it. That's the last time that I'd been in a movie theater. And, uh, dude, I think it was. Uh, was that a drive in theater? No. Where you put the little thing on your window no. and then the car hop comes over? It was too? in a very affluent area. Oh, really? I was out of my element. Really? Blue collar, blacklisted, baby. Oh. Huh. See what I'm saying? Yeah. There was a customer this week at, at the office that uh, referred to my boss like, to get my boss's attention. He's a weird guy, anyways. Like we don't, he's only been in a few times. What did he say? Uh, hey, good looking. You want to give me a hand? Oh, <laughs> come again. <laughs> and that was a dude that said that. <laughs> yes. Huh. And it was not. It was not BB Bedazzle. I was about to say, where was he? <laughs> but uh, so anyway. So that's the last time I went to a movie theater. And then, uh, so the, the previews are really, really long. It's like literally 30 to 45 minutes of previews. It was, it was disgusting. And my dad is not very quiet. He's a very boisterous person. So thankfully it was a weeknight and there wasn't very many people there, but he had something to say about all the previews. Then the Buzz Lightyear thing came on and, uh, apparently there's like Buzz Lightyear kisses a dude or something in here. Uh, yeah. So what what did your dad say? Well, that he didn't see that. It was just a preview. But it's like oh. every time the preview goes, oh, that's dumb. Like, dude, chill, please. Like, stop that. And he did. So, intimesheadlines.org. Uh, My wife sent me this one. That she she likes this. It's kind of conspiratorial, this website here. It's like a, uh, one of those alarmist websites. Oh. Yeah. I've checked that out. We, we, we don't mesh a lot on some things like that. Like she's more of the doom and gloom. Really? It's weird, man. That was Joe Rogan, by the way. It's weird, man. <laughs> oh, I'm, that, that's weird, man. <laughs> like, I could do Joe Rogan's show, dude. <laughs> like, just have a bunch of cool guests. Man, that's that's crazy, man. <laughs> like, that, I mean, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Lightyear star Chris Evans slams critics of Disney's Pixar same-sex kiss as idiots. Those people die off like dinosaurs. This is the guy, I, rem I did see him on, like, uh, I think we had, like, Netflix years ago. I know, we, I know we had Netflix years ago, but I think I saw on Netflix uh, Captain America. I was bored and watched it, and this guy played Captain America. Was, and I know he's a hardcore lefty. This guy's a fraud, too. He's just like every other actor. You're a court jester. Sit down. Shut your cake hole. But we're going to I'm not going to shut his cake hole. We're going to listen to his cake hole so I can systematically dismantle the nonsense that is coming out of his face. Whenever you do something about representation or diversity or whatever, you sure. you always push back. Um, I mean, what would you? I mean, how would you counter that? I suppose. Well, I mean, the real truth is those people are idiots. I mean, I think throughout history you can see every time there's been social advancement as we wake up. I mean, the 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 American story, the human story, is is one of constant social awakening and growth, and that's that's what. That's what makes us good. And, and you know, when that happens, there's always going to be people who are uh, afraid and uh, uh, unaware and, and trying to hold on to what was before. But 
those people die off like dinosaurs. And so, you know, I think the, the goal is to pay them no mind, march forward, and, and, and embrace the growth that makes us human. I would say to those people, just like with Buzz, like, you know, re refurbish your idea of tradition. You mm -hmm. know, understand that it's now, it's to infinity and beyond. It's time to move forward. It's time to accept and look and, and you know, uh, enjoy all the faces that have always been there. Okay. You know what I mean? They've always been a part of the picture. You just try to, like, paint them out. So that's also what this is about. It's about this is, the, this is what it looks like. This is what it's always been. And, yeah, to infinity and beyond. Yes. To insanity and beyond. Imagine if their dads were kissing other dads. They would never be here. Mm-hmm. Well, Pete Buttigieg could could adopt them and then chest feed them, or someone like him. Maybe yeah. his. Well, no, wait a minute, that wouldn't work either. Because if if his dad, no, if their dads. I'm just saying, but what if Pete Buttigieg's dad was gay? He wouldn't exist either. I don't know. Hmm. To infinity and beyond. We could, yeah. No, you need to let go of your antiquated traditions, and the way things used to be, where you procreate. Procreation is. That no, that's now we that's backwards. Recreate. No, procreation is backwards apparently to infinity and beyond, to insanity and beyond. Yeah. Okay. And so the thing is with this clown, this virtue signaling idiot, you're talking about acceptance and nobody didn't accept you or is willing to to reject you as a person. You choose to wear your sexual abnormal sexuality by every metric, abnormal, on your sleeve, and identify and define yourself by who you choose to... You can't, well, I'm trying to think of the term because you're not really mating because to mate means that you can procreate. Choose who you, you sleep with. Thank you. Fornicate with. Yeah. There you have it. And so that's your problem, not mine. I don't want my child at that age exposed to a male kissing another male as if that's okay because it's not okay. No, so, it's not. Like, and so let, let's imagine, like, oh, don't hold on to the idea that you want to have grandkids, your biological grandkids with your, your son to marry a woman or your daughter to marry a man and have grandkids. No, that's antiquated. Like, that's, you're a dinosaur. No, you're an idiot. You're a sicko. And let me show you, by the way, y'all are going to hate this next thing. You're going to hate it. Uh, I think I sent that in a text to you I guys. I already saw yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Did, so you saw it. Yeah. You didn't. I didn't oh. watch it. Why would I want to hate it twice? <laughs> <laughs> golf yeah. clap. Yeah. See, I, I do know that term, golf clap. That's accurate. See? Do you do that right before the relay? Yes. Okay. Before I do a line drive with a basketball. In the hoop? Yeah. So, uh. But it, and what I'm saying is, you introduce that at a young age that leads to sick nonsense like this because there is only one thing that this entails. When you choose to wear your sexuality on your sleeve and let it define you, people will fixate. I will fixate when you're you talk about science. And I've said this before in the past. I've said it plenty of times, not on here. When you choose to take sexual pleasure and gratification inside of another. It, an orifice meant to expunge human waste. That's the scientific version, as nasty as that sounds. To inject reproductive fluid into an orifice meant to expunge human waste. Look at the monkeypox statistics. Look at the AIDS statistics. And again, this isn't hate or bigotry. I don't hate anybody. The left doesn't get to dictate my feelings. They don't. And that's what they try to do across all spectrums. You, you get to denote what I feel. You get to denote what is hatred from my heart. No, you do not. 
I don't hate anybody. I don't hate you. But you're not going to push this onto my children, which is the goal to put it in a child's movie. You're not going to put abnormal sexual behavior in front of my child because you want to. It's my child. I'm not a dinosaur for wanting to raise my child in a traditional fashion that I want to raise them. And this is my child that I created with my wife, not you. You have nothing to do with it. But you decide arbitrarily that you're going to program my child knowingly or unknowingly if you put you, Because, again, we talked about the dark way that they infuse this stuff into their media. That's your choice. My choice is you can go to hell, get out of my face. Does, that's not bigotry. That's not hatred. Out of my life. And, again, like I've always said, vote with your wallet, period. It leads to nonsense like this. This is on Breitbart. By the way, that movie's already been banned in Saudi Arabia. I think it's in 14 Middle Eastern countries. 14. What's that in Spanish? Catorce. That's 14? Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Postmates rolls out bottom-friendly menu for Pride Month. I know that we have plenty of listeners who have no idea what bottom-friendly means. Does anybody here besides Reverso know what bottom friendly means? Do you know? Are you thinking like below the waist? Bottom is what we would know as the receiver in, in a homosexual okay. male relationship. Bottom friendly. Oh. That's the taker, the receiver, oh. the receptacle. Okay. Hey, look, dude, I'm not a fan, but I'm t- like, look, the Postmates, a food delivery service. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Food delivery service company Postmates introduced a, quote, bottom-friendly menu for Pride Month, which I'm christening on this show as Shame Month. And we, we've we actually been kind of light on Shame Month, considering we have this specialized segment, uh, because I refuse to acknowledge it, because it's, and again, it's shameful behavior. This is shameful. And why is it, if you want to have a, quote-unquote, Pride Parade, that you have to be half-naked, dancing, like, dude... That is, when you, you talk about hatred and bigotry, because this is all by design, by the way. They want everybody divided. This is just one more mechanism of which to divide people, especially soft-brained people that would fall for this garbage. Why are you dressed in such a ridiculous manner, targeting children and doing the outlandish things you're doing? When you're acting outlandish, you're riding the razor edge of, of completely unacceptable behavior and, and being arrested. Because it's pure evilness. It is pure evilness. Because, but if the thing is, if you wanted an actual, comprehensive, thorough adult conversation about rights and what 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 is and isn't real and what you do and don't deserve, you wouldn't act like that. If you wanted to come to the table for a serious negotiation of whatever type, if you really felt that there was bigotry suppressing you, you wouldn't behave like that. And that outlandish demeanor is not winning anybody to your cause. It's making people resistant to your cause, especially when you start marketing this crap and targeting it towards children. Take it on somewhere. This is reality, and dude, this is beautiful in the sense that, like always, you guys, you, it's a bridge too far. You overextended yourself, but I love it because this is reality. The sickness of this is reality. A food delivery service company, come on. On Thursday, Uber-owned Postmates shared a video seen below on social media announcing it had partnered with Dr. Ever, Evan Goldstein to develop the menu. Goldstein is a nationally renowned... <sighs> I must have breezed over this part. I did not know this. Goldstein is a nationally renowned anal surgeon and the founder and CEO of Bespoke Surgical. Bespoke Surgical website states. 
You shouldn't miss a good meal for a good time. That's why this shame. We've teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein and Smart Throb to create the world's first bottom-friendly menu. Yep, it's real. Eat with shame. I'm not going to call it pride. So, uh, dude, everybody enjoy Buford being really uncomfortable. Right. Well, if you're a top, it seems wait, like wait, you got to pause it. So th th that's like a, an avocado wearing bondage talking to a taco. So this is all food dress. Eggplant. Just to let you know. An avocado is round, isn't it? Yeah, and green. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I never said I was Albert Einstein. In fact, I've said the opposite. Well, for how much you eat, you should also you don't eat vegetables. <laughs> it's just ice cream. <laughs> It's not cookie dough or chocolate chip. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a bowl of ice cream, no, a glass, that. or a straw up there. What do you expect? That's not mean. I've never mean to anybody. Dude, I get bullied every day. Yeah, so this eggplant just ate this taco. But first, I'm just being honest here. Uh, while wearing bondage, and then the, some of the fruit is wearing like jock straps, and and again, this is how you, dude. I got lightheaded. I laughed so hard. Uh, Reverso made it funny. Mark the calendar. What day is this? <laughs> so, yeah. The, so the the food is like being sexual with one another in this commercial. So just keep that in mind as you listen to the things that are being said. Start that from the beginning, please. What are you eating, Miss Pride? Well, if you're a top, it seems like you can eat whatever you want. But if you're a bottom, you're expected to starve? Aww. Not this pride. Introducing the bottom-friendly menu from Postmates. Huh? We teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein from Bespoke Surgical to bring you a menu of bottom-friendly foods backed by science. Insoluble fiber won't help you feel cute, so avoid things like whole grains, wheat bran, cauliflower, potatoes, legumes. Hold up, are you just fully diving into those beans? The problem with these foods is they don't dissolve in water, which could cause a traffic jam in your digestive system, making a mess of your evening. Speaking of messy, it's a good idea to avoid dairy. I cannot handle lactose right now. Look at her. If you're going to eat something insoluble, give your body about 24 hours to process all of it. Eat me. Soluble fibers and protein are the key to having some good, clean fun. These all digest easily and slowly while feeding your good gut bacteria, which makes sushi a great bottom-friendly option. There's no right or wrong way to bottom, but if you're planning on getting peachy this pride, the bottom-friendly menu on Postmates has the kinds of foods that can keep you feeling good. Are you organic? Mm-hmm. Pause, pause, pause it. Go back because they made a donation to a donation was made to the Okra Project, a black woman-led collector that addresses food insecurity, and mental health, financial barriers faced by the trans community. Okay. Nice. So yeah, if you want to know how to uh, be a bottom and not crap all over your. Your man friend. I wonder if Chastin and Pete Buttigieg. I wonder if they are going by the Goldstein diet. <laughs> this, this shame. This shame month. 
Is this too far? Is this a br- That's way too far. It's not my fault. Do you want me to not cover those things? Is no, it- I mean, it needs to be, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, they made it. And that's the thing, dude. Like, you think that the, the people that, that created this are, I mean, it, it's, it's well known at this point. They're trying to influence your children. So, I wonder and, what their budget was for this production. I mean, were you impressed with the production value of it? Man, that's a lot of time and money right there. Yeah, we the way see some restaurants to never go to because they were partners. Yeah, those are in L.A. and NYC. Yeah. So if you're neither of those, you're probably not listening to this show. But if you're in New York City and you listen to this show, send me an email. I'd love to know. Yeah, but is that an apricot to the right of the eggplant? It's a peach. They were talking about being peachy. Oh, it's a peach. So it's a peach. Well, dude, like I said, if it's chocolate chip cookie dough, I could tell you. the Or some ho-hos. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much anything in the Hostess or Little Debbie catalog. Star Crunch. I love Three Musketeers. Milky Way. Oh, Milky Way. Baby Ruth. Rolos. Caramello. Sponsors. Are y'all listening to this? Yeah. I think Mars owns a lot of those. I'm pretty sure they're not. I'm pretty sure they're hardcore lefties. Yeah. They, I wonder if there's. <laughs> I'm sorry for what I'm about to say, but I wonder if there's any. Bottom-friendly candy bars. Bottom-friendly what? Candy, candy bars. Candy bars. <clears throat> Are candy bars bottom-friendly, this pride? Uh, probably not. Do they, have, do they not have milk in some of them? And chocolate? Maybe See, the Butterfinger. Is on... <laughs> uh-huh. As uneducated as I am on healthy food... Well, never mind. You know what? That was going to bomb. What's next? <laughs> Oh, cool. If you didn't need any more reasons after Sean Hannity to stop watching Fox News, Fox News and their lack of coverage for 2,000 mules, back on the Gateway Punt, <clears throat> watch Fox News advocates for sex change in minor children highlighting parents who sexually reassigned their five-year-old on Friday. The traditionally conservative Fox News aired a story as part of their Shame Month series, which featured a California family who decided to gender transition their then five-year-old daughter to become a boy. Fox News' Brian Lennis reported the story. It featured the now 14-year-old Ryland Whittington and his family from Southern California. The story was part of the America Together LGBTQ Plus Pride Month series. According to Lennis, during the interview, Hillary Whittington, Ryland's mother, is captured using the typical buzzword-laced phrase, I would rather have a living son than a dead daughter. This is Matt Walsh. I've appeared on Fox News many times. I appreciate the platform they've given me, but if what I'm about to say ruins that relationship, so be it. We have to call this evil lunacy out wherever we see it, especially on our own side. During the interview, Ryland's mother recalls that, quote, even before he could speak, he was telling us he was transgender. She said they had to tell him he was a girl. and said she felt it caused him pain to be dressed in girls' clothing. It caused him pain. Okay, it caused her pain. Ryland's Father expresses early concern and discomfort with the idea of having a transgender child. He recalled being part of a support group in Southern California for parents assisting their kids changing their identified sex. The Whittingtons gained national attention when they posted a YouTube video chronicling their five-year-old son Ryland's transition from girl to boy. Since then, Mom Hillary has authored a book sharing the details of their family's journey. The book entitled Raising Ryland, Our Story of Parenting a Transgender Child with No Strings Attached. The story has has met much controversy as the typically conservative news outlet chose to cover the particular topic. 
Matt Walsh, blogger and documentarian, who just released a film about the subject entitled What is a Woman? Spoke out in concern. In a series of posts, Walsh said, Does Fox want us to believe that babies can choose their gender? This is the most extreme, radical, dangerous form of gender ideology, and it's being promoted on Fox News. The concern follows the trend of some states like Texas, which have declared gender transition for children as abuse. Governor Greg Abbott has even asked state agencies to investigate families and providers who assist minor children in the process of gender transition. Yeah, so that's your update on Fox News. So no strings attached, but you have a YouTube channel, a blog. A book. And a book. Mm-hmm. No strings okay. attached. No strings attached. Not looking for attention at all. No. Not making money off butchering no. their child. No. And... I would say it's probably safe to imagine that the money is not being put in some fund for the child in the future. It's being spent right now. The, um, they should put it away for the future so that maybe it can undo its body, which uh, Reverso had made a crass joke a few weeks ago about, you know, going from female to male would entail putting your your penis into a microwave and splitting it like a hot dog. My wife had uh, shown me quite a few different videos of people that transition, that that remove their penis to to be a quote unquote woman. And dude, it's foul stuff, man. Like, there's a lot of people that are very upset that did this to themselves because obviously you'd have to be off to do this yourself, anyways. But some of the things that come along with this operation are very, very disturbing. The most distinct one, I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, these, there's there's many people attesting this in, in written word and, and video that there's an odor you cannot get rid of that's very, very foul. You know, you think about, because they're basically reversing your penis. Like, because um, I think that B.B. Uh, Bedazzle had asked about adding... <laughs> Is it funny hearing me use his new name? Seriously. <laughs> because you had you almost said a different name and then you had to recall. Yeah, no. BB Bedazzle, our esteemed colleague. Let me say that again. Our esteemed colleague, BB Bedazzle, asked. No. But I'm there kidding. there's a very foul stench. That it, it, it's sick, dude. It's sick stuff Gosh. and it's deranged. It is absolutely deranged. And again, does this make me a bigot or hateful or no, it's none of those things. That and did you not have a story? About somebody chopping off their arm. Uh, that was trans people that are trans, trans-abled people. Because I was like talking, actually at your job, to having a discussion with people talking about that very thing. Like, we, we don't encourage you to cut, cut your arm off. There's people that do this. They'll cut appendages, other appendages off, arms, legs, feet, hands, whatever, fingers, for body modifications. You know, people have implanted re- metal receptacles into their skull to put, you know, implant, thread in different things. You know, it's, really? Oh, yeah, it's been going on for a long time. It's very odd. So, how do they attach those things? I like where you can just attach it when you want. Or so, for an example, one guy that I saw had a mohawk made out of. So basically, he had a series of stainless surgical stainless steel receptacles implanted into the top of his skull, running from his forehead back to the nape of his neck. And so he had like he could thread in spikes into it. So he'd have like a spike metal mohawk. Then so. Metal at some point was exposed from his skin. Yes, yeah, it's a metal, 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 uh, metal receptacle, stainless receptacle that's ex- in his in his skull. 
dude, there's the dra- the the uh, demon slash dragon guy thing from Brazil that is his uh, girlfriend is a tattoo artist, and like they butchered this dude, his tongue, his ears, his face is all cut up to look like a demon, tattooed. I think like completely black all over, weird looking. His eyes are tattooed and whatnot. Wow. Yeah, it's extreme, dude. Like these body modifications. I think he's he's cut. I, I want to say. His two middle fingers are cut off or somehow like to, to look like a claw. His hand looks like a claw. It's just very odd. So they have like these body modification conventions. But, you know, people put themselves on meat hooks. They'll have receptacles embedded in themselves to hang on meat hooks. Like weird stuff. Abnormal behavior. Sick. Hey, dude, do what you want. But don't try to influence my child to do any of those things. Like if, if you saw this person trying to, you know what I mean? come near your child, you'd be extremely disturbed. Like, no, putting a stop to that right quick. So the thing is, too, like, but this we promote. Why? And it's all around the basis of sex. What you choose to get sexual gratification from, that's what the premium is put on. Think how sick that is. I mean, as if you already didn't. It's Almost like the Roman Empire. Exactly like that. And that's what I want to say when on the Lightyear story. Like, this this is nothing new. This has been tried before. Yeah, all and the th- trans stuff, everything has. And and those are the ones that died like dinosaurs, you stupid bastard. Yeah. Not us. But what do you have on the... Uh, <clears throat> it's a story um, from the National Post. Becoming disabled by choice, not chance. Transabled people feel like imposters in their fully working bodies. And that goes on to tell about a story about a, a guy. This is in Ottawa. Um, when he cut off his right arm with a very sharp power tool, a man. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, and, and he did this on purpose? Yes, he did this on purpose. He cut his right arm off with a very sharp power tool. <laughs> you need me to read it? A man who calls himself one hand, Jason, let everybody believe <laughs> it was an accident. But. He had for, mon- he, for hang months. He he made them think it was an accident. Yeah, he wanted them. He told people it was an accident, so they'd believe it for sympathy and stuff. Uh, no, just because he didn't want. It. I guess he was he, a shame because yeah. of the bigotry. But he has for months tried different means of cutting and crushing the limb that never quite felt like his own. Training himself on first aid so he wouldn't bleed to death. Even practicing on animal parts sourced from a butcher. My goal was to get the job done <laughs> with no hope of reconstruction or reattachment. And I wanted some method that I could actually bring myself to do. He told the body modification website Modbox. You know, his goal was to become disabled. People like Jason have been classified as transabled, feeling like imposters in their bodies, their arms and legs in fully working order. Trans what? Transabled. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll start promoting that. Like, w- w- will we start making kids' books to teach kids how to cut their arms off and smash them with a power tool and lie about it? No, I'm not going to be part of that. So for this shame month, uh, you know, we've we've uh, Cassidy Campbell. He's friends with the the other guy. They're down there in Texas. The uh, 99 Alex Stein, like which he 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 can went to one of the uh, strip clubs where they were having the uh, the drag queen strip, and the kids give them money. We didn't cover that story, but Alex Stein goes there. And, you know, he's wanting to get in and film it. He's asking with the police while they're not arresting these people. Dude, Alex Stein and Cassidy Campbell, both these guys don't give a crap about anything, dude. So this is a three-minute video. I haven't even watched all of it, but we are going to wrap with this. And uh, th- this, so this is him at uh, speaking against Pride Month at Arlington, Texas City Council. I thought it was pretty good, dude. It's, it's pretty scorched earth. So 
before we roll this, because we'll uh, cut out after this, unless anybody has anything else, uh, please uh, leave us a rating, uh, turn on your notifications, and um, hey, be part of our poll if Buford gets it put up on when you'd like these posted. Oh, it'll be put up. Well, pardon me for living. That was hateful bigotry against me, <laughs> against my person. Dude, words have, uh, words hurt. Reverso. Your your words also hurt me about my, what, what'd you make fun of me for again? My the milkshakes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, share it. Please share it. Leave us a rating and set your notifications. Subscribe. And if you want to call in next Friday, it's 561-363-6060. You won't be putting us out. You're not going to interrupt us. We roll the punches really well, I think. And uh, you can email us info at BCBL podcast and find us on true social. And uh, I don't know when we're going to do the uh, Heartland Matthias, if we're going to roll this into this one, but thank you to him for being a guest. That was a a good conversation too. And uh, check his book out and thank you. We'll see you next week. This is Cassidy Campbell. It's nice to be here uh, in front of the first openly gay mayor. Thank you uh, mayor for coming out. Uh, This is your month. And you know, as you know, we forgot about Ukraine. Now we're on to this, guys. We're all gay now. So uh, happy Mental Illness Month, everyone. And let me start off by saying God's law is perfect. The Bible says in Psalm 19:7, the wicked shall be turned into hell and the nations that forget God. The reason this country is a complete joke is because it has forgotten God. Sodomites are being celebrated with things like pride parades, drag queen events for kids, such as drag the kids to pride. Why do you want to be around kids so bad? Why do they want to be around kids so bad? Why do they want to uh, teach this stuff in the schools? They put it in TV shows, movies. Why do they want to be around kids? Because they're all pedophiles. Somebody call Chris Hansen and Dateline NBC. Arrest these perverts. You know what the cops were doing at the drag, the kids to pride event? They were standing outside protecting the pedophiles, these disgusting, sick predators. If I brought my daughter to a strip club, I would literally be arrested and CPS would take my daughter away. But people can bring their babies and little children there to watch Men dress up as women and strip and hand them dollar bills. It's absolutely disgusting. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that the end goal to the LGBTQ agenda is to normalize pedophilia, which the media and Hollywood have done that by uh, just all of the shows and movies that they've put out in the last several years. I mean, look at Will and Grace. They always make the gay guy look so cool. I want to be gay. I want to be a homo. Uh, you know, it's, it's ooh, love is love. Shut up. Events involving children. Uh, you know, they have these events involving children as well. Like I said, uh, you know, the sodomite lifestyle is nothing to celebrate. The CDC said in 2018 that 86% of the new diagnosis of HIV were from men having sex with men. And then on to top that off, that these people don't even live to 60 years on average. And you wonder why these people aren't happy. Sodomites love to quote one Bible verse. Love thy neighbor. Oh, love thy neighbor. Forgetting the rest of the entire Bible. Like, uh, let's see, 1 Kings 14.24. And there were also sodomites in the land. And they did according to all the abominations of the nations. It's calling homos an abomination. Are you dumb? 
Romans chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. This is the New Testament, because you guys say, we're in the New Testament. And likewise, also men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working, that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their heir, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And it said that them who do those things are working worthy of death and you're celebrating this you're disgusting you're sick and you guys need to be locked up thank you that's too true for radio and all you can't sing about it they'll show you the door cause nashville ain't got any balls anymore they cast you aside hope you'll tuck tail and leave but you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show, but that's too true for radio.